Today is a very good Sunday because we are concluding our series. This is what we call Keep Our Edge. And I hope you're learning a lot. Ang ako po ay maraming mga biyaya na natanggap, wisdom, as I have heard from the pastors. And I hope you also will uh, enjoy this moment, this time, as you listen to the last of this series. At I know you have memorized all the points, of course. Kayo pa. But uh, to refresh your mind, to refresh your uh, heart, let me put this uh, into this category. Keep your edge. Ano po ba yung mga natutunan natin sa ating mga pastor? Our pastors beautifully preach these words. The first principle that we have to do so that we can keep our edge is to embrace our call. Kailangan po, you know your purpose. You, you must define your purpose because if you do know your purpose, you'll be able to move with power and such uh, enthusiasm. Of course, you must also enjoy uh, to, to be a channel. You must delight to be a channel of blessings to other people. And the third principle is that you grow through challenges. Pastor Leo talked about, you know, how you should not resist problems, but you should embrace it so that you will grow and mature by it. And my part naman po is to share to you the fourth principle. And what's that principle? Empowered to comfort others. If you will observe the tenses, you know, the three principles that uh, our pastor shared to us are all active verbs. But this one is in a passive tense. And I believe, you know, if you don't have the three, you don't embrace your call or you don't delight in being a channel or you don't grow in your challenges, you will not be able to do the fourth. That's why you have to have the three. And of course, the special uh, empowerment that is coming from the Lord. And for us to be able to keep our edge, it's a challenging thing. So you must consider these three things. One, to keep your edge, you have to understand the requirement. It requires emotional stamina. Because there will be challenges along the way. So you have to understand that you have to be strong in your heart. You have to have this emotional caution so that you'll be able to face whatever problems you are uh, about to face in the future. But of course, the second thing is that you must also have resolution. You have to decide in your heart that you will keep the edge. Not only have the edge, but keep it. Because it's one thing to have an edge, but to keep it long term, that is a challenge for us. But you have to also consider the third, which is the reality. It is not easy, my friend. So for you to be able to keep your edge, you have to face realities. And this story that we're about to talk about this uh, morning is the life, the portion of Elijah's life that is very crucial and very challenging for him. Today we'll talk about this reality. If you're able to face these realities, you'll be well. You see, we will talk about dealing with the realities of emotional challenge. If I'll be the one to author the Bible, I will not put this one. Why? Because, you know, it's not sexy. It's not, it's not happy, you know, kind of story. But I like what the Bible did. It exposes to all of us 
this important reality that even good man can be depressed. And we know the story. We know the background of this. He came, Elijah came from a beautiful story, beautiful, successful time. But after a snap, just a moment, something happened in him and brought him to this situation. That's why if you're able to deal with this reality, I guarantee you, this is your unique gift that you can offer to the world, the, the gift of comforting others. That's why today we will talk about this topic. And I like what Proverbs said in, uh, in Proverbs. It says, he who refreshes others will be refreshed as well. So the concept of comfort and refreshing others is important for all of us. So this story will begin by looking at the life of Elijah in 1 Kings chapter 19, verse 1 to 19. I will not be able to uh, read to you at this, at this moment the whole chapter, but let me share to you the portion where the Lord comforted Elijah. And let me share this text to all of you. You can read this with me wherever you are uh, in your houses. I want you to uh, speak these words and allow the words of the Lord to minister to you this day. 1 Kings chapter 19, verse 7. It says here, And the angel of the Lord came again a second time and touched him and said, Arise and eat, for the journey is too great for you. Let us all bow our heads and ask the Lord's grace today as we study His words. Let us ask His wisdom so that we, all, we can all learn from this text. Let's bow our heads and pray. Father in heaven, thank you for this day that you have given to us. Your words are powerful. So today, in the name of Jesus, would you allow wisdom, Lord, to flow in every home, in every person listening today. And I pray that the Holy Spirit will be our teacher, that you will allow us, Lord, to understand your word so that we will, we will be able to apply it in our lives and our hope is that we'll be able to give comfort to others as you also comfort our lives. So, Father, today, I speak anointing to everyone who is listening. And I pray that you also allow your, your glory to shine. Hide me behind your cross so that I speak your word. Let your words be spoken today. This is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Can we appreciate the Lord? Nasan ka man ngayon? Pwede ba nating palapakan ng Panginoon? Today, we'll talk about comforting others. That's a challenge. And again, in the lives of Elijah, we saw, you know, that God comforted him. That's why he was able to do it in the latter part of his life. But I want us to focus on how do we comfort others. Today, we'll talk about how do we excel in this gift of comforting others. The key is this. Be mindful of self and others. Because this reality of emotional challenge is normal and common. And it, it can come to anyone. You have to be expert at this. And God has given us the grace to do it. But we have to learn from the life of Elijah. 
Let us mirror this so that all of us will be able to learn and apply it and bring comfort to others as well. So the question is, how? If there's a person who is emotionally challenged, how do you help that person? How do you comfort that person? And Elijah is our topic for today. So let's learn. Let's dig into the Word and let us see what we can learn and how the Lord helped him. Because the Lord is our example. The Lord's comfort, you know, is given to him. But more than that, the Lord provided the example how to do it. So several steps that you can do to comfort others. Again, be mindful of self and other people. The first thing, if you want to comfort others, the first thing that you need to do is monitor the trigger. You see, there's something that triggered his emotion. We know that it, it, it came, you know, he came from a, a very victorious uh, event, and then all of a sudden, his emotion snapped. He became downcast. What happened to Elijah? Let us learn from here. What triggered, you know, and now he, he's so lonely, he's so discouraged. What happened to him? I want you to read this text. Then Jezebel sent a messenger to Elijah. And in verse 3, Then he was afraid, and he arose and ran for his life, and came to Beersheba, which belongs to Judah, and left his servants there. Wow. What triggered his emotion? Jezebel. There was a message. Imagine this. Just one word can change somebody's emotion. Just one word can, you know, uh, disturb somebody's demeanor. And this one, Jezebel, sent a word. Reality check, my friend. There are three things that you must observe here. One, the celebrity syndrome. We understand that he came from a victorious event, and then in one word, he snapped out. That's the reality. Because sometimes we feel like, you know, if you had good victorious times, you will not experience this. But this is a reality, my friend. And another reality that you must observe is the kryptonite reality. Everyone has a kryptonite. If Superman has a kryptonite, Elijah also had a kryptonite. And that's Jezebel. You see, he was not afraid of many prophets of Baal. He killed hundreds of it. But just one word from a woman, he became discouraged. And this is the greatest question that many of us will hear when somebody's discouraged. I have done God's will. Why am I experiencing this thing? So my friend, make sure that you observe these realities because it can happen to me. It can happen to anyone. It happened to Elijah. And there are three coping mechanisms that people, you know, fight these kinds of discouragement. There are three. One is fight. Another is flight. The other is freeze. So here, you know, we thought that Elijah will fight, right? Our hope is that he will fight, but he did not. What happened? He flew and then he froze. He, fe he feared Jezebel so much 
That's why he flee from his place. So my friend, it's important for us to remind ourselves that we don't make bad decisions or major decisions during our emotional breakdown. For me, that was a good reminder as I reflect about this. Do not make bad, you know, major decisions if you are emotionally down. Why? Normally, you will have a bad decision. And as I observe his life in this text, I saw several things. Look at this. For me, it was a bad decision. He said there, Then he was afraid, and he arose and ran for his life, and came to Beersheba, which belongs to Judah, and left his servants there. For me, it was a bad decision. Why? Because of the second principle. If you are emotionally troubled, if you are having struggles in your heart, the next thing that you need to do is involve a tribe. You need people around you when you are struggling. The problem intensified. Dahil sinolonya. He took it by himself. Maybe he thought it was the best decision, right? He does not want to, he didn't want to disturb anyone. Akin na lang to. Maaring yun ang sinabi ni Elijah. But it was not a good decision, my friend. Noble, but not healthy. It added psychological trouble. Why? When you're struggling emotionally, all the more you need to surround people, yourself with trusted people, that will help you. And can I tell you, my friend, wherever you are, if you're struggling, it is okay to ask for help. Can you tell somebody today, it is okay to ask for help. Because when you are struggling emotionally, when you are emotionally breaking down, you need somebody to console you, to help you, to comfort you. You see, Beersheba is a good place. It's a place of covenant. If you will look at the etymology of the word and that place, it was a place where Abraham had a covenant with God. But, you know, and for me, it was a good place to recover. But Elijah did not see that. Why? Because he, he, his mind is clouded. His heart was clouded. That's why he was not able to process that. So what he did is he left his people. Again, my friend, have the spiritual eyes to look at people. Why? Because some people, they are in this kind of situation. Be mindful of your family. Be mindful of your friend. I like what Mary Watskin said. He said, a person may look strong on the outside, but may need another's emotional support. So you see, some people, they look strong when you ask them, how are you? Oh, I'm good. But inside, they're already collapsing. So make sure when somebody is in trial or somebody is having these emotional challenges involve the trusted people. The third thing that you need to do is 
nurture the threshold. Emotional challenges are common, my friend. Everybody undergoes that experience. Maybe you have experienced that. I have experienced that. That's why we have to develop emotional caution, emotional resilience, the tolerance, or what we call threshold. Threshold is defined as the capacity to take pressure and not snap out. So it's your, it's your emotional strength so that even though problems come your way or discouragement come your way, you will be able to endure it. And I like this verse 4. Some tools that will help us as we help people strengthen their resilience, these tools will be helpful for you. Read this. He said, But he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat down under a broom tree. One of the things that you should do, tool for you to develop this resilience, is what you call solitude. And I guess this is a good thing. But we know he had different intention. If your intention was right to retreat, to recuperate, that's a good thing. But here, Elijah had a different thought in his mind. That's why I'll tell you the best tool is not just solitude, but monitored solitude. Can you tell that? Monitored solitude. It means, you know, when you are going away, please inform somebody. Why? So that somebody knows where you're going and why are you doing it. Because solitude by itself will not be healthy. Look at this. Elijah had different thought. His motive was wrong. Why? His solitude, in his solitude, this was his thoughts. And he asked that he might die, saying, It is enough now, O Lord. Take away my life, for I am no better than my father. So his solitude was not for him to recuperate, but he wanted something else. My friend, he went through intense emotional discouragement. Oh, this famous plea, gusto ko nang mamatay. Have you heard that? Some people would utter that. And when you hear that, please, please, listen to them. Take time with them. Grabe yung mental discouragement niya, yung emotional discouragement ni Elijah. Diba? Ikaw mapapaisip ka talaga. He forget what he was able to do. Kala natin, but pag meron ka ng mga ministry exploits, ang dami mo na nagawa, you know, that trophy is enough to comfort you in your agony. But those were not helpful for him. Apparently, he did not consider that. Kaya nga sa mga ganito pagkakataon, all the more, my friend, if you hear your friend or your family member, itong mga utterance na ito, my friend, this is a time to help them, aid them. So how do we aid? Let's continue the tools that will help these people. And he laid down and slept under a broom tree. Ah, this is a good tool, my friend. If somebody is discouraged, if somebody is emotionally struggling, the next tool that you give him is allow them to sleep. 
Sabi nga ng mga matatanda, pag may problema ka, itulog mo lang. Tama? Have you heard that from your mom, from your lola? The greatest problem of emotionally troubled people is sleep deprivation. Sleep has the benefit of sorting out what is not important and what is important. But when they're troubled and not sleeping, my friend, they hallucinate. They don't even know what's reality and what is a dream. That's why you help them sleep. And I like what the Lord allowed for Elijah to experience. He allowed them to sleep. But I like the third tool. And behold, the angel touched him. The third tool to comfort others is, is the tool of visitation. Visit is important, my friend. If you know somebody who is struggling right now, visit them. I like what the angel did. Of course, he was sent by the Lord. Or some theologians would say, it must be the Lord who touched him. I like the word touch. And right now, we struggle a lot, you know, because, we, because of the social distancing, many people now are anxious. Why? They lack touch. The only person that they see is one or two people. That's it. For the last hundred days. By the way, naka hundred days na po pala tayo, no? Imagine niyo. Hundred days. For some people, they have not seen anyone, you know, face to face. That's why they're struggling in their heart. So it's important that he was touched by the angel. Why? Because he knew somebody is caring for him. That simple touch, that simple rub in the shoulders, my friend, is important to somebody who is struggling. And I like this one. God is a good therapist. Look at this. And he looked, and behold, there was at his head a cake baked. Wow! Tool number four, comfort food. Imagine, when Elijah woke up, there's Mango Bravo at the head. Amazing! God is really good. Why? He did not use, you know, uh, words, but he used tools. And for him, he gave uh, a cake, big bake, bake, bake cake for him. Kandano, red ribbon kaya yun? Oh, Goldilocks. Ano kaya sa palagay nyo? Ang sarap, ano po? God's approach was to remind him of the good days. Why cake? Of course, we know the backstory of this. He was fed by the widow by offering a cake to him. So it's a reminder that there's something to celebrate in life. And I like the Lord because He's bringing the message in a very good way. Not insulting Him, but using orality methods. Using a symbol to remind Him that life can be better. He did not rebuke, rebuke, you know, uh, Elijah. Pero siguro sa atin yan, di ba? In Jesus' name, is Satanas, lumayas ka. Ganun na siguro yung mga pinagagawa natin. But here, the angel just baked a cake and gave it to him. Why? Memory triggers, my friends. This could serve as memory triggers to remind him that life can be good. Another thing, my friend. The Lord came again a second time. Tool number five, importance of follow through. The Lord came the second time. 
Of course, as we see, in a form of the angel. Sometimes, the Lord will use us as the angel of encouragement to other people. Have you done that? Have you experienced that? Can you look, your, can you look to your uh, seatmate wherever you are? Pakitignan niya kung angel of encouragement. Sabihin kay mami, angel of encouragement. Hindi angel of death, ha? Pakaiba sa atin, angel of death, ano po? You have to visit the second time. Follow through. That's why, my friend, if the Lord put in your heart somebody, make sure you call them. Do not resist that prompting. Maybe the reason why the Lord, the Lord has put that in your heart because He wants you to minister to that person. I remember I experienced this kind. I remember Brother Rufi when I was still in Urdaneta. My wife was in operation room and I was alone in the waiting area. And then all of a sudden, Brother Rufi called me and said, Pastor, the Lord told me to call you. And I told him, thank you for calling because my wife now is in the operation room and I have to make major decision. Can you pray for me? That was comforting to me because I knew that God cares about me and that helped me make good decisions at that day. The Lord will send somebody, you, us, to somebody who needs it. Why? Because the Lord, just like Elijah, He was not stable yet. And the Lord understood that the journey was too great for Him. It was mentioned there. The journey is too great for Elijah. And these kinds of problems, my friend, it takes some time. That's why follow-through is important. And of course, the sixth tool is rehabilitation. He went in strength for 40 days and 40 nights. Emotional struggle sometimes when, especially those who dip towards depression or anxiety, maybe 40 days is what required for them to recover. It will take a while to address this problem. That's why be patient with people. When they are struggling emotionally, take time. Magkaroon tayo ng pasensya sa kanila. Maybe this is the, the required time, 40 days. Naubos na lahat ni Elijah yung leave, sick leave. Diba? Lahat na ng leave niya, naubos niya. Why? Because this is a deep, dark, dangerous situation. And remember, we must take it seriously. And this is serious. Why? He's a prophet, a minister, a good man, and yet he came to this point that even he wanted to die. Why? Maybe he felt there's no one around, that he has no friends. And more than that, the weight of your life should be okay. That's a big weight on the shoulder of Elijah and maybe to many of us that there's an assumption that you should be okay as all the time. That's why rehabilitation is important. The fourth thing, my friend, is develop tenacity. I like the way the Lord 
process Elijah, my friend. Why? Tenacity is the will to live and to overcome. People who are struggling emotionally, you have to help them desire to live and move on. You cannot do that for them. They have to decide that they must move on. So your job is to help them. That's why the Lord asked Elijah, go to the Mount of Horeb. Why? Because that's the Mount of God. You see, the Lord understood the importance of hearing the Word of God. Because for a person who already lost the appetite to live, the only thing that would change his mind and change his heart is the Word of God. Because through the Word of God, you can have the peace that transcends all understanding. It's only the peace, you know, that is coming from the Lord that can really settle the heart, a troubled heart. And the Lord took him to a process. But even though he was asked, my friend, to go to Mount Horeb, look at this. He did not follow. Elijah was so, you know, troubled in his heart. There he came to a cave and lodged in. You see, in a caving na naman. So people who are you know, depressed are like this. They cave in. Even you give them instruction, they will just hide from people. But I like what the Lord asked him. And this is vital, my friend. Say the word vital. That's it. Vital question. What are you doing, Elijah? You know, you have to bring somebody into that process. What are you doing? Can you tell somebody today, wherever you're seated right now, ask somebody, what are you doing? Because that question will lead you to self-assessment. God is helping Elijah to make this personal assessment in his life. What are you doing? But of course, God is a very good communicator. He did not, you know, just give it in a blow. Why? Look at this. God used some uh, enchanting effects, I would say. And after the earthquake, a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, the sound of a low whisper. You know, as I look at this, I just honor God. I just love the Lord. Why? Because God customizes the approach to Elijah. You know, to really come into the hearts of Elijah, to the heart of Elijah, he needs to communicate in different forms. And look at this. He used the wind. He used the earthquake. He used the fire. Para sa akin, parang pa-enchanted kingdom, di ba? Parang may mga pasabog pa si Lord. Why? Because that's, those are external triggers, external motivators. And you need that. That's why when somebody you know, is feeling low, you bring them somewhere else so that they can experience something in their heart. God is customizing this because He's helping him to remember things. Naalala niyo po, in our previous uh, series, Stay Sharp, one of the things that you need to do, remember. Because when you remember, you will recover. That's why you have, God is helping him to... Yung, yung quakes, yung fire, those are 
exploits, those are success stories. Because just a few, few days ago, he was able to beat up these false prophets. And God is putting those in his mind that life can be good. That he can accomplish things. That he can succeed. That he can move forward. So these are the things. And if I'll put it in this way, I'll call this the push, the shake, the fuel. And every one of us, when you're tired emotionally, that's what we need. Sometimes we need some push. Pakitulak nga yung katabi niyo. Yan. <laughs> Pakipush naman po. Para gumalaw-galaw naman po kayo sa kinaupuan niyo. Di ba? Nakahiga pa siya eh. Push that. Sometimes we need that. Or a shake. Or a fuel that will help us move forward. And then, I like this. After all this good external motivator, then the gentle whisper. Because only that whisper of the Lord can heal us. Of course, binigyan ng pagkakataon ni Lord si Elijah na mag-air out ng kanyang frustration. You can read it. And dami yung mga frustrations. The Lord just allowed it. It's part of healing. When somebody is emotionally challenged, my friend, allow them to air out frustrations. It's part of ventilating. But after that, he was able to come back to his senses. It was part of the process. Ang ganda kasi ng latag ni Lord. Kaya narinig niya yung boses ng Panginoon. So this is, these are good tips for all of us, my friend. We have to also be creative enough to communicate the beauty and the love of the Lord to other people. Kung kailangan ng Enchanted Kingdom, gawin natin. Kung kailangan dalin sa mall, of course, with, with all this consideration, then do so to help and aid somebody who is struggling emotionally. And the fifth is to find the trust. To find a push Trust means, you know, yung may tulak, yung parang sa aeroplano, kailangan meron yung buelo. And the Lord said to him, Go return on your way to the wilderness of Damascus. And when you arrive, you shall anoint Hazael to be the king over Syria, and to Jehu, the son of Nimshi, you shall anoint to be the king over Israel. And Elisha, the son of Saphat, of Abel, Meholah, you shall anoint to be prophet in your place. The Lord gave him a purpose. The new, the now, and the next. And for me, that's a good tip from the Lord. Why? People who are emotionally down, you have to give them healthy routines. You have to give them ABC. And the Lord gave a detailed plan for Elijah so that he knows what to do Every day, every step of the way. And he was able to accomplish it, by the way. If you look, you know, in the next chapter, he was able to do that. But purpose will help somebody to recuperate from emotional struggles. And then God also used testimonies. These are important tools that you can use, you know, or principle in helping somebody 
in comforting somebody. Because Elijah felt that he's alone in this struggle. But we know in verse 18, God spoke to him and said, Yet I will leave 7,000 in Israel, all the knees that have not bowed down to Baal, and every mouth that has not kissed him. The Lord is telling him, there are many people who are experiencing the kind of experience that you're having right now. Kasi pakiramdam ni Elijah, ako lang na ganito, ako lang nahihirapan ng ganyan. You're not alone. <laughs> Can you tell somebody today, you're not alone. Diba kala natin talaga, ako lang yung hirap na hirap. Sinabi rito, 7,000 are having the same struggle. But they did not give up. They're still strong. They're standing for God. But these exposures are important for Elijah, knowing that he's not alone. Not only that he's alone, that he's normal. When you know somebody is also struggling the way you're struggling, ang maganda pong naidudulot nun, nararamdaman mo, normal ka. Ah, tingnan nga ulit yung katabi. Pakitignan po, normal ba o abnormal? De joke lang po. <laughs> Pero di ba, yun ang masarap. Oh, I, I thought I was the only one. But, you know, when you see somebody and they're not, you know, they're not giving up, it also gives you the encouragement na not to give up and to move forward. But of course, another testimony is the testimony of Elijah himself. Why? Because this story is important for the task that the Lord has given him. And one of the, the tasks that the Lord has given him is to raise up Elisha. And for you to raise up a next leader, you know, your story, your, your, all the struggles that you have, all the failures, those are important part of mentoring somebody. That's what we call wounded healers. Our testings becomes testimony to others. And the Lord is looking, you know, at the picture, not of the present, but is looking at the life of Elijah in the overall picture. That's why this testimony, this challenge was crucial for him so that he's able to raise up a great uh, successor. And indeed, it was. Elijah was a great successor of Elijah. Double portion anointed guy. You see? Because of his experience, he was able to share that to Elisha. And the last, my friend. If you want to excel in comforting others, learn to train others. Look at this. Verse 19, and we will end with this point. So he departed from there and found Elisha, the son of Saphat who was plowing with twelve yokes of oxen in front of him, and he was with the twelve. And Elijah passed by him and cast his cloak upon him. The last principle is learn to train somebody. Take someone by the hand. It's a practice of significance, my friend. It's a practice of making yourself important to other people that you are investing your life to other people. You see, it's important for Elijah because the, the, the feeling of being important, that's a healing for him. 
I'll remind everyone, yes, you have troubles. But, can I say this? You are important. Someone in this world needs you. You can make a difference to somebody. Yes, you have trials today. Yes, you are you know, anxious today. But all your life, the whole totality of your person, somebody can learn from you. Somebody can grow because of your experiences. So my friend, take somebody by the hand. Learn to train somebody. Can you tell someone today, you can even chat in to that, you know, messages there, you are a significant person. Sometimes you have to remind somebody who's troubled in their hearts that they are significant. They are important. And you do this by discipleship. That's why he moved forward and discipled Elijah. Of course, we know, you know, if you study the next chapter, Elijah recuperated from this emotional struggle, from this depression, and then he was able to beat Abel, uh, Ahab, I'm sorry, and then uh, Jezebel. He was able to conquer all his fears. But the best result, Elijah was able to mentor Elisha. And I like Elisha because, because of his mentoring, again, he was double portion anointed guy. Twice. Excellent. Kaling, di ba? Imaginein mo na akala ni Elijah patapos na yung buhay niya. Akala niya wala na siyang kwenta. And yet, the Lord used that to develop Elisha. And I would say Elisha had a better self-care management. Kaya mapapansin mo yung kanyang successor, wala nang padrama-drama, wala nang pa ganyan-ganyan. Why? Probably, Elisha learned from Elijah so well. Kaya nga tama yung sinabi sa Proverbs. Eh. He who refreshes others will himself be refreshed. Elijah had a good finish. He wanted to die, but God comforted him, helped him, and interestingly, he did not die. He was taken up in heaven. He's the only one. Well, two of them, Enoch and Elijah, are the only persons who did not die. Grabe, di ba? Nag-level up. Yung dating gusto mamatay, ngayon, di ba? Umakit na lang ng bigla sa langit. What a beautiful ending, my friend. So, as we review, as we review, this story tells us that God comforted Elijah. He was able to recover and help somebody and train someone to become the best that they can be. So, I'll just test your wits, my friends, if you have memorized this. Comforting others will require being mindful of self and others. Ano nga po yan? Can you read this with me? Una, monitor the trigger. So make sure, you know, you know, you identify what causes the snap in the heart. And then, involve a tribe. Make sure that you involve somebody, your trusted people, when you are emotionally struggling. And then third, nurture the threshold. Make sure that you develop this emotional resilience. And then, 
develop the tenacity, the will to live, the desire to win. And then, find the trust. Find your purpose. Utilize testimonies. Why? Because your testing might be your testimony. And the last is learn to train others. And if you're mindful, you will excel in comforting others. My friend, be mindful of self. Be mindful of others. That's how you excel in comforting others. This is how you keep your edge. You'll be able to keep your edge when you maintain mindfulness. And the same comfort that you receive from the Lord is the same comfort you will share to others. The same mercy that we receive is the same mercy that we share. The same kindness that we experience is the same kindness that we also share to others. And this is the good thing. You are empowered to do this. Why? In the Old Testament, the Lord just visit. But in the New Testament, my friend, the Holy Spirit has been given to us so that we can do this task. We have the special gift. The Holy Spirit, the Parakletos, the one who is alongside with us. He is the great comforter. Tell somebody today, as we end, you are empowered to do this. That's right. You are empowered to do this. You are empowered to comfort others. That's why, as we end, a final reminder, be mindful of yourself and be mindful of others. Be sensitive to those who are in trouble. Be God's representative to those who need His comfort. And I guarantee you, the comfort of the Lord will just continue to flow and flow in your life. Can we appreciate the Lord for His Word today? Palakpakan natin ang Panginoon sa Kanyang buhay.